is Sandy with Sandy's Kitchen Medley right here on KRWC AM 1360. Today is Saturday, August 31st, and August 31st has always held um, a special place in my heart. Um, my younger brother was born on August 31st, so I always think of him on this day. Day. This year he would be uh, 55 years old, um, but he passed away seven years ago unexpectedly. And so every year on this day, I kind of think about him and recall memories of him. And uh, we were very close growing up because we were only two, uh, 10 months apart. So for two months every year, we are the same age. He was born August 31st of 1964, and I was born October 10th of 1963. So every year when we went to the state fair, um, people would ask if we were twins. And we would play this little game. We would say, well, we're the same age and we have the same mom and the same dad, but we're not twins. And people would kind of scratch their head and kind of wonder, you know, how that worked. But um, it's called Irish twins. And when you have babies born within 12 months of each other, um, you share uh, the same age for a couple months every year. So that was uh, memories from the State Fair about Gary and I. But once he passed away, I did write a column about him, and it was called Remembering a Brother Lost. And so I'd like to share that with you today when we come back. And it's just memories of our siblings and growing up and things like that so i hope you'll stick around we are going to come right back with remembering a brother lost right here on sandy's kitchen medley krwc am 1360. you're listening to the podcast of sandy's kitchen medley Sandy's Kitchen Medley can be heard every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on KRWC AM 1360, radio for Wright County. Welcome back, friends, to Sandy's Kitchen Medley, right here on KRWC AM 1360. I wanted to share with you today on August 31st uh, a column that I wrote about my brother um, because today was his birthday. Um, and so I wrote this column about five years ago and published it in the newspaper and I got a lot of response from it. There were people that maybe hadn't spoken with their siblings in a while or hadn't touched base and the column sort of inspired them to give them a call or pick up the phone and just say, how are you doing? So I wanted to share that column with you. And in, it's called Remembering a Brother Lost. What if we woke up today with only those things that we thank God for yesterday? I woke up April 27, 2012 without my brother. He had died in his sleep. Gary was just 47 years old. 
The sheriff came to my house three times that day to tell me, but thankfully I was protected by God for that entire day from receiving this news while I was alone. I am weak when it comes to death, and I fall apart. I was running errands all day and oblivious to the sadness that awaited me that evening at 8 p.m. By then, my children, Zoe, Jack, and Ben, and my husband, Mike, was home. And when the sheriff came uh, and shared the news of Gary's death with us, we just consoled each other through the shock, and I wasn't alone. They say that you remember your childhood better if you have a sibling close in age because you see your life and build memories through seeing them. And I was just 10 years old when Gary was born, and I'm sure he's the reason I remember so much and that I'm able to write the columns that I write with memories because I saw him do the things and I think that stuck in my memory a little bit better than if I had done them alone. He was blonde and I was dark and he was tall while I was short and so we were kind of opposites and he came into the world in a, a huge rush. He was delivered by my grandma Isabel uh, in the car in her driveway. Uh, Mom and dad were dropping me off and uh, to stay with my aunties while my mom and dad went to the hospital. But Gary was born right there while they were dropping me off. And interestingly, there were two other uh, babies born that day. And they went to kindergarten and all the way through high school with Gary. And so Lisa um, Garner and Rhonda Byholm both were born on those that day as well. And we're all at the Gramry Hospital. Um, I remember that he was a fat baby, but he really wasn't. Uh, in the pictures, he kind of looked that way because he had this really cute double chin and kind of a round face. But he wasn't wasn't fat at all. It was just his face was just round and kind of cute. So from the time we could both speak, though, um, Gary and I argued. We argued about everything, and it just drove my mom crazy. If I would say the sky was blue, he would say the sky is greenish, or vice versa. And I always corrected him because I was the worldly and knowledgeable older sister, and I always thought that I had to be right. Um, we shared a bedroom and even a bed for some time when we were really little. My parents just had a little two-bedroom cabin, and we didn't have running water or indoor plumbing. So a lot of our memories were built about helping my mom haul water or my dad chop wood or do all the things that we needed to do for our little house. Um, because we didn't have those other conveniences. And so we were kind of a team when we were little. At Birch Grove Elementary, they put us in the same class and the same grade because I was born in October and I had to wait a year and he was born August 31st and just made that September 1st cutoff by one day. And so it was really, really hard. It was not a good thing for Gary and I know that I owe him 
just a mountain of apologies because I was really, really competitive all through school. And we were compared every day as if we were twins, but he was really almost a year younger, so that really wasn't fair. Um, and so school kind of became a sore subject because, you know, I always wanted to get the better report card and the, the more of the teacher's attention and things like that. So school was always really hard for him. But I remember we had a lot of good times, too. Um, we swam at Temperance River almost every day in the summer. We went camping on weekends and we would build tree houses and forts in the woods behind my parents' house. And in high school, we sometimes even worked together at the same place. In one winter, I remember um, we worked at Satellites Country Inn and he was the chef and I was the waitress. And so the two of us would work together um, in the evening and then I didn't drive at all when I was in school. So Gary would drive us to work in a 1950 Ford Classic truck that he had bought from one of the neighbors. But in the winter, the windows would frost over and we just would not take the time to heat up the truck. And so I would hang out on the passenger side going down Highway 61 and I would give him directions, like, you know, how to stay on the road. And so it was really a lot of fun. We had a good time when we worked together there. Just days after we graduated from high school, um, he moved to Jackson, Minnesota um, to go to trade school there to be an electrician. And I moved to the Grand Marais Campground and I worked at Blue Water Cafe there um, right after high school. And so we were both busy starting our new lives and he got married pretty young. And he had three children with his wife, Kenna, before I even kind of figured out what I wanted to do. And so my nephews and niece um, were just wonderful. He had three children in three years, and so they were very close in age two nephews and a niece, and I really love that. I could get my baby fixed and not worrying about have my, having my own until quite a bit later. I was uh, almost 30 when my daughter Zoe was born. So we did start our lives a little bit different. Um, and then he married a second time, and his youngest son, Travis, is right in between my two boys, Jack and Ben. So when they were little, the three of them were really close, and, and we lived close enough then that we could visit. But I always like to tease my brother that he had excellent taste in wives, because my two sister-in-laws... Uh, Kenna and Michelle are just amazing women and wonderful, wonderful mothers. So I always like to tell him that he had really, really good taste in women. And they were just so incredibly beautiful and sweet. But in the end, um, after his second divorce, we kind of grew apart a little bit. He moved uh, several hours away and I was busy with my own children and my husband and so we didn't see each other as much. We would kind of only visit on holidays 
um, or things like that. And so the last time we were together was when my mom and dad celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. And so that was June 10th, uh, 19, let me see, what year would that have been? 2012, because they just celebrated their um, 58th wedding anniversary this year. But that was in Schroeder at the town hall, and Gary was there with um, hit all of his children and except my nephew who was uh, deployed at that time in Iraq but everyone else was there and it was just a beautiful day and my brother just looked so handsome and I just don't remember if I told him that and I think I really should have told him that he looked so handsome and that I was so proud of him um, and I should have thanked God that I had a brother because the next day, you know, you, sometimes you don't. And so I always think of that when I think of Gary, that you need to reach out and tell people in your life how much they mean to you. And so there is this thought, when the angels ask me to recall, I will tell them I remember you. And that's in memory of Gary Anderson, who passed away April 26, 2012. I want to thank you for listening, and we will be right back with a medley of recipes, which is Gary's favorite birthday cake, a tender spice cake with peanut butter and butter frosting. So keep on listening. We will be right back to Sandy's Kitchen Medley right here on KRWC AM 10 medley the medley of recipes I'd like to share with you today were my brother's favorite cake and every year on our birthday we got to pick which cake we wanted our mom to make and she would make them from scratch and I always liked a chocolate cake that was my favorite chocolate cake with vanilla frosting but my brother really liked a spice cake with peanut butter frosting and so that's the recipe I want to share with you today is for a spice cake with both peanut butter frosting and also a cream cheese frosting because some people don't care for the peanut butter and spice some people prefer the cream cheese but the first recipe I have is called tender spice cake and for that you will need two and one half cups all-purpose flour one quarter cup of cornstarch four teaspoons of baking powder one half teaspoon of salt two teaspoons of ground ginger, one teaspoon of ground cinnamon, one half teaspoon of ground nutmeg, one half teaspoon of ground allspice, and one half teaspoon of ground cloves. We will also need one cup of milk, three large eggs, two teaspoons of vanilla, 
and one cup of unsalted butter. I soften that to make it easily mixed into the batter and two cups of dark brown sugar. So to make this recipe, you're going to adjust your oven rack to the middle position and heat your oven to 350 degrees. Lightly grease and flour a nine by 13 pan. Now I whisk the dry ingredients together, the spices and the flour and the cornstarch, because I want to get those spices kind of mixed throughout. You don't want to get a lump of nutmeg or cinnamon in your mouth. You want that blended. So blend that really well before you add your wet ingredients. Then you're going to mix in your milk and your eggs, vanilla extract, and just mix those together and then pour them into the dry ingredients. So we're gonna beat the softened butter into the dry ingredients, first on low, then on medium, until the mixture forms into bite-sized, pebble-sized pieces. And then you're gonna add a third of the cup of milk mixture and beat on low until smooth. And then you're gonna add the rest of the milk mixture and just add it slowly and incorporate it half with the sugar and half with the wet mixture of milk and vanilla extract and eggs. And just kind of go back and forth until you get a nice blended cake batter. So it's gonna take about 30 seconds or so to get that nice and blended together. Um, then you're going to pour your batter into the cake pan. Bake until your cake tester or toothpick comes out clean. I think it takes about 40 minutes, but every oven is a little bit different. Set your pan then on a wire rack to let it cool for five minutes. And then I run the knife around the pan perimeter and turn the cake out onto um, a cake rack or a cake pan just for serving. So I do take it out of the nine by 13 cake pan and then put it on a platter and then we go about frosting after that. Now the peanut butter frosting is really easy and this is actually called a peanut butter and butter frosting so it's really really creamy. For this you're going to need one half cup of butter and you want that softened, one cup of creamy peanut butter, three tablespoons of milk, a little more if you need it, and two cups of confectioner sugar. You're gonna put the butter and peanut butter in your mixing bowl and beat that with an electric mixer. Then you're gonna gradually mix in the sugar and when it starts to get thick, incorporate the milk one tablespoon at a time until all the sugar is mixed in and the frosting is thick and spreadable. Then you want to beat it for at least three minutes. Give it a good beating because you want it to get really fluffy. You don't want it to stay dense. You want that butter to kind of whip up with that peanut butter and with that sugar. And so at that point, you can then put it over your cooled cake. Now make sure your cake is pretty cool before frosting it because if it's warm, you're your frosting's just gonna melt off the sides. 
Now, if you prefer a cream cheese frosting, this one also has butter, but in place of the peanut butter, we're going to use Philadelphia cream cheese. So for this recipe, you need one half cup of butter, which is one stick of butter, and you want that softened. Eight ounces of cream cheese, also softened at room temperature. Cream cheese doesn't blend very well if it's really cold. You're going to need about three cups of powdered sugar and one teaspoon of vanilla. Now we're going to beat the cream cheese and butter together with an electric mixer, probably about three minutes on medium speed. And then use a rubber spatula to scrape down the sides of the mixing bowl to ensure that the mixture is, is even. Then you're going to beat in your vanilla extract and your powdered sugar. With your mixer running on a low speed, slowly add your powdered sugar, just the first two cups. And then you can add a little bit more if you need it. Keep adding the powdered sugar until you get um, your frosting to your desired level of thickness. So this can either be spread on the cake with a knife or you can put it in a piping bag and decorate your cake that way. But this is a really, really good cream cheese frosting recipe. I really like this one because it's got the butter and the cream cheese. Now, of course, using um, frostings with butter, you will need to refrigerate this cake once you uh, start serving it. So make sure you just store it in the refrigerator, probably covered um, with some saran wrap or something, just to keep the cake from drying out. But this will be delicious, and you can serve it probably for up to four or five days without it getting hard. But anyway, this is a very good spice cake recipe and two uh, frosting recipes for you to try. And I want to thank you for listening today to Sandy's Kitchen Medley. Sometimes we talk about happy things and sometimes we talk about memories. And today I really want to say how much I appreciate you listening to me uh, share and reminisce about my brother Gary. Um, such a special day on his birthday. And I just want to remind you, just remember to thank those people that are in your life and tell them how much they mean to you. And also you be the reason that someone smiles today. Thank you for listening to Sandy's Kitchen Medley right here on KRWC AM 1360. And recipes are shared on Sandy's Kitchen Medley's Facebook page. Thank you and have a good day.